Diary of a Pandemic is a podcast and personal development community that lives at the intersection of three suppositions. The first is that there's a global pandemic happening as we speak that is reorganizing a lot about what we expect from the world. The second is that unconditional freedom is freedom in all conditions. The third is that the play between the first two is bound to create whole new possibilities for how we human. These are the daily chronicles of two transformational coaches as we pursue the path to unconditional freedom in the context of unprecedented times. I'm Kianga Ford. And I'm Rachel Paz. And together we'll explore both what new paradigms and possibilities are emerging in the world and what new desires and gifts are being germinated within us. Each day we'll answer the same six questions focused on who and how we want to be as we venture through whatever new life circumstances the Rona brings. We will meet those with full responsibility for what this moment wants to teach us about how to get free. Welcome to Diary of a Pandemic. Hi, Kianga. Hey, Rachel. How's it going? It's going really good. I, um, I noticed this morning when writing about my walk around the block yesterday <laughs> that the, uh, the ribbiting of frogs is now one of the more interesting things in my world. <laughs> I was like, ooh, my world needs to get bigger. <laughs> I don't know. A good frog rivet sounds worth a notice. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes you got to key into the real micro details, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I... You know, we've been talking a little bit just before the call, and I realized there are all these macro things that I observed yesterday, but somehow didn't make it into um, the digest for today. <laughs> so the one that's standing out for me is uh, the high schooler that asked Barack Obama if he would give an address to the entire graduating class of 2020, right? Given that all the high schoolers are missing all their milestone events. Prom is canceled, graduation is canceled, basically the end of their senior year is canceled. And you know, what's a what's a voice that would be able to speak to the uncertainty and um yeah, the the apparent limitedness of this moment. And I thought it was just such a genius request to come genius. from a kid. Yeah. It also makes me think of like what you would tell someone who's 17 or 18 to actually give them hope about the future at this moment. Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. And I think <laughs> bring back 44. I think, <laughs> I think that Obama would really be able to speak to, you know, that thing that we're touching in this, which is the hopefulness of this moment the way that what comes after is um, categorically fundamentally different than before, but still really full of opportunity and possibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's something about the inspiration of the question to come from them, right? Yeah. Not to have it just be like, oh, this elder has thought, the little ones are trapped inside. I will go into the cave and say something encouraging, or at least broadcast into the cave and say something encouraging. But like they're in there and they're like, show us the hope. 
Yeah. Right. That real identification of like, here's what we need right now. Give right. us something. <laughs> Give us something to hold on to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we have it. We're we're willing to invest. We just need some words of like orientation, direction, encouragement. It's interesting. It reminds me that my 11-year-old has been asking a lot lately, is the rest of 2020 canceled? And is 2020 like the worst year ever? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And it's going to look a lot different. And he's a child who really marks his life um, in ritual. And mm -hmm. so holidays are big deals. Certain times of year are big deals. Um, there's a, a festival that occurs in our town every year in the middle of May that is the highlight of his life from the time New Year's is complete because that's the, the biggest holiday marking the beginning of the year. And then he sort of skips over Valentine's Day and Easter and all that and is really like focused on this roadie festival. Well, it's been canceled. And he's just like, my life is over. <laughs> what do you people <laughs> expect me to do? And how are we going to go camping this summer? And how are we going to do all the things that I like to do? And it's really been an interesting conversation to be in about how you find your way sort of day by day, moment to moment, and like, and connect with like, well, what do you need? What do you have? And like, how can I make this, how can I make this the thing that I want it to be right here, right now? Yeah, which is a great question for those of us who are not 11. Also true. Right. Sometimes it's a hard conversation to have because I'm like, ah, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> right? This morning I had the, the thought, there's gotta be a Scandinavian word for this state of exhaustion that comes when you have had too much rest rather than not enough. Right? I was like, they're really good with those like state specific words, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're mm -hmm. <laughs> Like that explained a lot to me. I'm like, Scandinavians, tell us, what do you call it when you've had like too much interior and reflection time and you just, <laughs> kind of need to go out and like spin some of the stuff and get tired in the world. I'm definitely noticing sort of this um, uh, surge of energy, like excess energy amongst people where they're like starting to feel that like buildup of, hey, like I got to do something with this energy because maybe it hasn't been getting spent cyclically in the ways that we're used to. Yeah. You know, for myself, I noticed that like I'm doing a lot, you know, creating a lot. We're creating a lot. There are other projects on my plate that are waiting to get launched. Um, and so it's not like a lack of creative attention, but there's also something about like my body not going through like cycles of movement and spending. So at like 3 a.m., my mind is just like racing and I'm like, body, come down. <laughs> body come down so my sleep cycle is just totally off it's still happening thank goodness we have it now at a point where it's regular and it's happening but it's just at such a weird time so it kind of doesn't cycle down until like three o'clock in the morning ouch yeah yeah and I started trying to get it to cycle down at about 11 so it means it's just kind of four hours of negotiation <laughs> Come on, come on down. Come come on down. Over here. I promise it's fun and inviting. <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, I'm probably gonna have to 
well, that probably a good approach would be to work on like some serious physical exertion and to see if I could actually exhaust my body a bit and uh, give it a reset. Yeah. Yeah. I've been having that desire too lately to really like break a sweat and be tired. It's interesting what we wish for when we don't have it. <laughs> I think I've always enjoyed like kind of the, the physical mobility, right? Like our Fitbits tell us when I was living in New York, I would ambiently walk 10 miles in a day sometimes, mm. right? Like six was not uncommon. And so just like that ambient like motion now, there are some things about like the busyness that I don't miss, but the body engagement I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also find that for me, um, when I am moving my body, um, I get into a sort of meditative state and it really lets my mind like work through whatever it needs to work through pretty unconsciously. And that is so much better than like staring at the four walls going, think about this thing that's giving you a problem. What do you want to do? <laughs> Right, right. And I found actually like moving even in my car does that for me a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. What else felt like a highlight for you in your reflections for today? Oh, yesterday? Let's see. You know, there's um. So yesterday, the uh, the uh, concept of alchemy was really alive for me, mm -hmm. um, and it was alive in the sense of just this like deep knowing that like there's so much alchemy available right now, right? We're in this sort of pressure cooker of like, all right, your life is tiny and, and there's all kinds of um, amplification of the things that we're so used to seeing, but we're used to seeing them on a scale that it feels normal. Um, mm -hmm. And so now our attention is heightened around them because they're just bigger. And so um so for me, it was about really holding the, the truth and the knowing that like alchemy is the way, right? And when I think about alchemy, it's like the, the changing of the um, composition of elements, right? Um, you, you're not getting rid of any of the elements or anything like that. You're just composing them differently. And, you know, one of, one of the ways that we do that with, is with heat. And, um, and so for me, um, I've been experiencing in, in different situations and lots of different contexts, um, just a lot of heat in my body. And so for me yesterday, it was all about like, how do I follow the heat of, of what, um, what I'm feeling internally to like, go find like the, the place where the alchemy is, um, where there's opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. And also like how I hold that for clients um, and, and other people that I'm in conversation with, right? That it's just a real time for that. And, um, and that like being in that uncomfortable, because <laughs> like, it gets hot, right? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I want to sit here for much longer, but really like sitting in the heat and like letting it burn away, whatever needs to burn away and transform whatever needs to be transformed um, just felt like a really... Um, a really kind of exciting energy to be in yesterday. Yeah, as you talk about that, I feel like I'm really attracted to like that alchemical heat that you're talking about too, just in terms of, you know, where where my life actually lives, which seems to be mostly in the land of social media, right? Mm -hmm. 
which is great because it means it gives me access to like my friends and contacts all over the world. And what I find that is just drawing my attention is those places where people are not denying, but they're looking at what is made possible here, right? So they just kind of sit in it. What isn't attracting my attention is those places of like complaint, right? Mm-hmm. Or those places that want to reinforce, this is so hard. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, maybe it's not actually so hard. I have a lot of snacks. I, and I don't discount that it can be that not everybody has the conditions that I have right in the moment. So I don't, I'm not discounting that, but I think a lot of the people that I hear talking about how hard it is have quite um, cozy conditions, Mm -hmm. right? So the description of hard is a choice, Mm -hmm. right? It's like almost the distinction between it's hard or it's hot, right? Like, Mm -hmm it's hard is kind of stuck where it is and it's hot is kind of like, Oh, okay. Something is possible. There's a potentiality in it. Mm-hmm. I like that description. Where's the heat showing up for you lately? Well, I think what's, what's, it's sort of interesting. It brings me to the third H word of the conversation, which is hope. Which is what I actually found myself talking about. Um, And I think that for me, they're connected, right? So the heat for me is in some of these creative projects that are really ready to, ready to come out. Maybe is not the right word, but they're really petitioning for my attention. They're like, hey, look over here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're really cute, but I got some other things going on over here, <laughs> right? And, um, you know, part of it is really getting seated in, just anchored in the hope, in the hopefulness that, like, these things that are asking for my attention are here for a reason, mm. right? And I can believe in their bright potential. And so some of the reasons that I might not let them in is like, oh, I'm not the right one for that. And I have a history of this when I'm called to do things in the world of being like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You have the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> I do these other things and I think I do them fairly well, but good luck finding someone to answer that call. Right? Mm-hmm. So feeling like, you know, they're intended for somebody else and I'm not the right person to do them. Um, feeling like oh, this is either a challenging moment to do it or there's um, so much energy or action in an area right now that like, can it actually be heard, right? Mm. And really none of those are the question, right? right? The, the sort of space between like heat and commitment is just the hopefulness, mm-hmm. right? Like there is something brighter, there is great possibility in all of this and so I know connecting to the heat with that hope and staying with it I think is a big part of it yeah because there's nothing like possibility and hopefulness to bring you through your own resistance i.e the heat right (laughs) if you just turn and like look at the heat for looking at the for the sake of looking at the heat like 
it's really difficult to be willing to sit in the discomfort of it long enough to um, have it alchemized because you don't know what's on the other side of it. But if you're attaching the heat to the hopefulness or the possibility, um, the willingness tends to go up quite a bit. Yeah, well said. Oh, any final words for today? No, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> you? Excellent summary. No, I think I'm just really curious to see um, what's coming. Hope check. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. For sure. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll see you here tomorrow. Sounds good. We'll see you back here again tomorrow for the next installment of Diary of a Pandemic. If you want to connect with us about working together, joining us live on the podcast to share your own answers, participating in the free community as you document your own journey, or really anything else, drop us an email at becomingfreehumans at gmail.com or through the messaging function of whatever app you're on to listen. See you tomorrow.